Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, a lack of knowledge or a lack of understanding of righteousness, because this verse talks about the the prayer of a righteous man of eat as much, and a lack of understanding of righteousness, what it is, and what it gives, holds more people in bondage. I think personally than perhaps anything else. And in my opinion, this is one of the most misunderstood subjects in the Bible. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the classic series Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith by Kenneth E. Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagen's classic message. 1 Timothy 6, chapter, the 12th verse. We're using for a text just the first part of this verse. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. The first part of the verse. Fight the good fight of faith. And as we've said to you, the faith fight is the only fight that the Christians called upon to fight. And if we're in any other kind of a fight, well, we're in the wrong fight, so we might as well stop it and get out of it right now and get in the right one. And if there is a fight to faith, then there has to be hindrances to faith or enemies to faith or else there wouldn't be any fight to it. You can't very well have a fight, you know, without an enemy, can you? And so we're talking about the, some of these hindrances to faith. And of course the Bible said in Romans 10, 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Well then, of course, a lack of knowledge of God's word is the greatest hindrance that there is to faith because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Very often individuals pray for faith and really it's knowledge they need. For faith is a concomitant of knowledge. It's that which accompanies knowledge. If you have knowledge of God's word, you have faith. And really you could pray for faith forever, but you'd never get it unless you got knowledge of God's word. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so we're talking about some of these hindrances in connection with the lack of knowledge of God's word that hinders our faith. And I'd like to read some scripture in connection with this one before we talk about it a little bit. First of all, James. The fifth chapter of the book of James. Here beginning to read with the... Uh, 16th verse, the word said, Confess your faults one to another, pray one for another, that you may be healed. You see, he'd been talking about healing here, for if you'd start in back up with the 14th verse, he declared or asked the question, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him and on him with all in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias, or Elijah, was a man subject to like passions as we are. 
And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Now, a lack of knowledge or a lack of understanding of righteousness, because this verse talks about the, the prayer of a righteous man of eight as much. And a lack of understanding of righteousness. What it is and what it gives holds more people in bondage, I think, personally, than perhaps anything else. And in my opinion, this is one of the most misunderstood subjects in the Bible. Let's read some more scripture about righteousness. First of all, let's read from uh, the 10th chapter of Romans, then we'll turn back to the 5th chapter of Romans. But the 10th chapter of Romans and the 10th verse, notice that the scripture said, Therefore with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. Now then turn back to the fifth chapter of Romans. Romans chapter 5. And let's read some scripture here. For instance, the 17th verse. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Now you'll notice that Paul makes two significant statements here about righteousness. He says, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And then he said here in this 17th verse that we have received of the gift of righteousness. He said righteousness is a gift. Now you see, too many times we associate righteousness with good works. Now don't misunderstand me, the Bible teaches good works and right conduct. But all of our good works and our right conduct would never make us righteous. Are you listening to me? And, uh, and man would never become righteous because of his good works or because of his right conduct. Because if, if that would do it, then he wouldn't need Jesus. But you see, we've thought that a righteous person, you know, is something that maybe you grow into, you know. And if I could ever get to be a righteous man, you know, well, my prayers would work. And we've got in our minds, you know, if we could develop to some state of spiritual development, that then we would be righteous. Well, thank God we can grow in the Lord. And we can develop spiritually. But did you know that you cannot grow in righteousness? You can't grow in righteousness. Some things you can grow in. You'll never be any more righteous than you are right now. You'll never be more righteous when you get to heaven than you are right now, this very moment. Are you listening to me? Now then, I know this is one thing that hindered my faith. And I'm just discussing things that uh, 
that has helped me and things that have hindered my faith and I know I'm just as human as the rest of you and what will hinder me will hinder you. And we all have pretty well the same problems in life, don't we? Well, you know, this, this, this very fact right here, a, a lack of understanding about righteousness almost cost me my life, physical life, caused me to almost to die prematurely. You see, on the bed of affliction, 30 some odd years ago, when five doctors had given me up to die and said I had to die and I couldn't live, well, I began to read in the Bible because I knew if there's any help for me, it had to be in God's Word and my spirit. You see, your spirit will know things that your head don't know. That is, particularly if your spirit's been born of God, you see. And my spirit kept telling me that I didn't have to die. See, my heart, something on the inside of me, told me that there was help for me. There was hope for me and a help for me in God's Word. And so I got into the Word. And I began to see some things. When I got into the Word with an open mind, I began to see some things. I began to see something about faith and prayer. And uh, so I got over to the uh, 11th chapter of Mark and uh, read there those great statements that fell from the lips of Jesus regarding faith where he said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he saith. Therefore say unto you what things ever you desire, when you pray, believe that you'll receive them, and ye shall have them. And, and my spirit leaped with joy within me. Praise God, leap for joy within me. But then I, uh, I, I decided this, well now, you know, I'll not take time to read on through the New Testament, because reading was very difficult for me. Because of my physical condition, my eyesight was impaired, and I couldn't see. So I, I, at a day when I could see a little better and was a little more at myself, I decided, well, I, I know what I'll do. Instead of reading on through the New Testament, you see, and, 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 and getting the Scriptures on prayer and faith, I'll just run my reference. It won't take too long to do that, you know. And I'll just run this reference on through the New Testament, and then, therefore, I'll get the verses that have reference to faith and prayer. Well, of course, in running my reference, and this, when I did this, I'd been bedfast probably eight or nine months by this time now. And so I said, uh, I'll, uh, it, it brought me to this fifth chapter of James. And I read here, because this is the prayer of faith also, is any sick among you, the 14th verse, is any sick among you, now, I didn't notice it then, and I never noticed it for years afterwards. I quoted that scripture and used that scripture in messages and in preaching and referred to it for years. And I don't really know. I guess maybe I've been preaching for 15 to 16 years before I noticed that James asked a question. There's a question mark at the end of that. Is any sick among you? And when I noticed that, I said to myself, well, you sure wouldn't write to the church today and say, is there any sick among you? <laughs> sure, he asked a question, didn't he? See the question mark there? You wouldn't write to the church today and ask the question, is any sick among you? You just write and say, the 85 or 90% of you that's sick, <laughs> then go ahead and tell them what to do. But you see, by the fact that he asked a question, he inferred that there ought not to be any sick folks among them. Now, Why? Because they should know what Peter said in 1 Peter 2, 24. 
who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin to live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed, not go to be were. The church should know that. And if they know that and appropriate that and walk in the light of it, there wouldn't be any sick among them. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Our product this month, Listen to Your Heart, Hearing God in a Noisy World. This is a series of messages that I did, about six of them, on listening to your spirit, let yeah, God a, speak to your spirit. In a spirit. noisy world, yeah, yes. Hearing God in a noisy world. Yes. This book, it's set up so it's actually good for small groups, it's good for teenage studies, it's good for devotional time because it's set up in such a way you read one chapter, well, like this chapter here is what, five pages, and then you've got eight questions to mm-hmm. answer at the end to help you to retain all of this. It's you, good for study groups, it's for good home groups. Home groups, right. and then uh, the God Kind of Faith, a CD here by my dad called The God Kind of Faith. You have to have faith. You have to believe that uh, what you're doing is correct and that God is going to come through in the situation. Yes. And it may not happen overnight, so you have to hold on to your faith and you find out how to have the God Kind of Faith. Both of these are $15.95. So go right there on the internet and order these and the announcer will tell you how you can get a hold of these. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, understanding how to fight the good fight of faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.